Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It is not too late to make a New Year's resolution, even if it's no longer the time when people are saying Happy New Year, especially if you're looking to get fit and have nutrient-dense food that's going to give you energy without a bunch of sugar, salt, fat, and processed stuff that just doesn't serve your body well. And one way to do that is with home delivery of Factor chef-prepared meals. Fuel up fast with ready-to-eat nutritious meals delivered straight to your door, leaving you time and energy to tackle everything on your to-do list, and you don't have to cook before you settle in to watch wrestling during the week. Achieve and maintain your 2023 goals with Factor. It is America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, Start saving time, eating well, and living your best year yet. You've heard me talk about these before, I suspect, and I order Factor Meals on my own, whether they sponsor the show or not. I'm a believer in these meals. Sometimes I'm just too busy to cook, even though I like to cook, but I know when I'm eating good food, and it's so nice knowing those Factor Meals are in the refrigerator, fresh, never frozen, with whole food, healthy ingredients, ready to be microwaved in just over two minutes, and I'm eating. I don't have to wait 45 minutes for delivery and pay a tip. And frankly, so often that delivered food is full of fat, it's deep fried. You're not going to get that with Factor Meals. With 34 chef-prepared, dietitian-approved weekly options, there's always something new to try. Head to factormeals.com slash wade50. That's a new website and a new code this month. Head to factormeals.com slash wade50 and use code wade50 to get... This is clever. 50% off your first box. That's code WADE50 to get 50% off at factormeals.com slash WADE50. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. 
With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. How excited are you? It's Revolution Week, baby. How pumped? How pumped and jacked are you for this pay-per-view? Oh, my God. I cannot sleep all week. Um, And I just found out that it's on a Sunday, not a Saturday. (laughs) So that's how pumped I am. I didn't know what day it was on until today. Well, you better sleep because if it's on a Sunday... It, that's a work night for 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 the regular folk. You know what I mean. So you got to get yeah. a sleep in this week. So if you don't get a lot of sleep in on Sunday, everything's fine. That's true. Yeah. So super pumped. Revolution. I can probably name three of the matches, and maybe that's all that's announced so far. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about that more more in depth. In a few minutes, uh, we have a lot of emails again, though. So let's get right to emails. All Elite After Show at gmail.com. You can send us your emails. Uh, we'll read them on the show. We'll, we'll react to them. We'll answer your questions, whatever your thoughts may be. Uh, we have $5 challenges, which, of course, we'll get to yes. later in the show. Um, but we're going to start with some emails. Uh, let's see. Up first is Blake from Milwaukee, Torch VIP co host of The Blake and Sal Show Ooh. with Mark. Uh, Blake, uh, actually, let's see. Uh, oh, Blake only wrote in a five dollar challenge. So we'll, we'll, we'll get. To, sorry, Blake. We'll get to your email in a minute. <laughs> My bad. Um, this is what happens. I again, I don't read them ahead of time. Yeah, this so is live. This is live. We're we're, we're doing it live. Mm-hmm. That's a uh, an audio clip. Who is it? That was Bill O'Reilly. It was Bill O'Reilly. Okay. F it. We'll do it live. F it. We'll do it live. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I, mean, I remember hearing in that clip 9,000 times. Oh, yeah. Like yeah that Stern was, or yeah. something. But when we were in college, that was like a big thing. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it live. We do the emails live every week. We don't read them ahead of time. So, uh, okay. Zach in Texas, you're going to be up first. Zach says, fellas, let's go ahead and get this absurd notion of Kenny Omega possibly going to WWE out of the way. Kenny isn't going anywhere, nor should Tony let him. First of all, Kenny enjoys the freedom to work New Japan too much to go to WWE, who would never let him do that. Secondly, the only TV Kenny's missed in 2023 was the week of Wrestle Kingdom and the couple of weeks he had visa issues and couldn't get into the country. Third, Tony would be an absolute fool to allow WWE to poach another founding member slash EVP of his company. Just the thought of it makes me almost break out in hives. Um... He has some revolution thoughts in a second. So, I, I, we can we can argue whether or not he should let Kenny go. Like, is it a reasonable investment? Okay, but I don't think we should blow it off as just there's a zero percent chance that it's going going to happen. Because I think people would have said that about Cody six months before Cody ended up in WWE too. Yeah, you know, I think I think we need to realize that like, hey, this may be on the table. Because, look, maybe Kenny doesn't want to return. Maybe Kenny says, I don't want to go to New Japan anymore. Like, we don't know what's inside anybody's head. I, I just think we need to be careful with there's no chance. Because, like I said, Co- uh, when Cody left in February of last year, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that yeah. summer, 
Like the summer before that, I would have said there was no chance that Cody would ever go back to WWE. And here we are. Oh, yeah. Like if, if anyone was up for a bet, I would have put down 100 bucks easily on <laughs> Cody not going to WWE. Whereas like now, I would not put $100 on, on Kenny either way. Like I think it's I – would, I would guess he would stick with AEW, but I would put it 75% that he stays. I think it's a definite chance because one is just like WWE has a, a you know a crazy amount of money that they could throw at him. And we also don't know how like – well, Tony Khan is like thinking of Kenny Omega right now because he let Cody Rhodes go because he didn't essentially value him as much as like CM Punk when it came to money. Uh, so Kenny Omega might be wondering like, hey, am I worth punk money or am I not work- worth punk money? If Because if not, like WWE probably will pay me that much because it's going to be a big move for them to like take another like founding piece of AEW. So, yeah, I'm I'm not as confident at all. Um, that, that he doesn't leave. I'll preface this by saying I think MJF and AEW have already signed a new extension. We've talked about yes. this. Yeah. Uh, but let's, for the sake of this argument, say that they have not because that has not been publicly announced. So let's say they haven't. I think they probably have. But considering nothing's been announced and, and you know MJF still kind of talks about it, maybe they haven't. Tony Khan... The Khan family has a lot of money, but it's not an endless supply. Like, AEW is going to have to operate on a budget. If AEW had an endless supply of money, there's other people that wouldn't have left either. So, mm-hmm. let's say that in a hypothetical situation, Tony Khan, and Wade and I talked about this last week uh, on, on, his, on the AEW post show. If there's a situation where Tony's looking at I can keep Kenny Omega or I could keep MJF. But from the cost of what it's going to, to take to sign both of those talents, I cannot keep both. I think he keeps MJF 100 times out of 100. And I think that that is absolutely the correct move. Uh, yes, I did listen to you and Wade discuss this as well. I thought it was a good conversation and something I hadn't really thought about. But I am in agreement with both of you. Um yeah, I, Omega's. I mean, sorry to say, but like Omega's best days are behind him uh, in the ring, and he's not an amazing character, anyways. Um, an amazing figure in in wrestling over the past twenty years for sure. But like MJF, the best is probably still yet to come, and he's still what twenty six or so, and, yeah. and he's, I mean, the best talker in wrestling right now. So, yeah, it would be foolish not to take him. So that it's just it's that's it, an interesting hypothetical. It, it might be real. It might not be. We don't know, but I think that's on the table. And you know, it's just Kenny's going to want top money, and mm-hmm. if Tony doesn't plan on using Kenny as a top guy, there's only so much. To me, there's only so many of those slots open, right? Like, there's only so many top guy money slots open. Not everybody can be paid as a top guy or else your company's going out of business. Like, at at some point, Tony is going to be or is going to have to look at this thing and say, look, yes, there's a lot of money backing us. It's family money and it's a lot of money backing us. But you need to do the reasonable thing from a business standpoint in order to not run your company into the ground and not lose money endlessly the way that TNA did. We, we mm-hmm. saw what happens when, when that 
<laughs> when that when that business model is used, we 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 have seen what the end result is. <laughs> when, when you know when the parents pull out their money and there's no money left, the you know the child is sitting there going, "Well, now what? I'm going to be on Destination America, I guess." Uh, like we've seen this play out before, so he needs to be smart about the money that he spends, and that's where I think that's where I think it is on the table because I I think at this point. And I would honestly, I'd make the argument that Kenny Omega is worth more to WWE than he is to AEW at this point because of the fact that WWE would spend the money to get mm-hmm. Kenny Omega just to say we got another one of their founders on our roster. And honestly, if Tony's not going to use Kenny as a top guy, fine, take him. Like, it's no harm, really. Like, if he doesn't plan on using him as a main event level guy, then, like, just – and they're going to pay him that way, and you don't want to pay him that way because you're not going to feature him that way, then, yeah, let, let him go. Yeah, I mean, like, Kenny is kind of devalued devalu- – devalued? <laughs> there we go. Third time. Devalued himself because – he's not as prominently featured as he was a couple of years ago. Like when he had the world title and he was like feeling with John Moxley, he was kind of the central piece of the show for a bit. Um, And then I think he probably pushed behind the scenes along with the young bucks to to bring in the trios titles. And I mean, do those really matter that much? No. Are they necessary? No. Do they make him like less of a star? Yes. Uh, so had he come back and like been in some major feuds, he would probably be worth more to AEW right now. Um, but he's just like in those, uh, you know, good matches, but they're not really doing anything for, you know, the company from like a, probably a buy rate standpoint or like a viewership standpoint. So yeah, yeah, he shouldn't have done that. Zach continues. Uh, now let's talk about one of my favorite times a year. AEW pay-per-view week. Revolution is, Revolution is coming together nicely. I'm very glad Tony Khan had the good sense to move the face of the Revolution ladder match to Dynamite. It makes room on the card and gives Dynamite at the Cow Palace a huge main event. It also looks like Keith Lee and Swerve will be on opposite sides of a tag match for the live rampage, which means Jack Perry and Christian will probably be the final match added to the card. I'm with Andrew. I, I wish the trios titles match had been better had been better built. The House of Black didn't have to detour with Eddie Kingston. Just focus on the elite. In any case, the match should be a barn burner. The match quality on the entire card should be excellent. I'm probably looking forward to the women's title match most. The outcome of that match is going to directly impact and drive forward the OG's outsider story. The only thing missing is Sting. Is this? Is it really a pay-per-view if Sting isn't jumping off something? <laughs> on? Um, so Zach brings up a good point, on, and yeah. I just want to point this out. You and I have talked a lot about how they, the match quality with AEW usually is very good, whether it's a Dynamite, a Rampage, or the pay-per-views have been excellent from a match quality standpoint. Yes. The thing that Zach's looking forward to the most is the women's match because it's, we, it's a guarantee that it's going to push that story forward. This is what I'm talking about. The stories are what people invest in. They don't necessarily invest in just five-star match. They're great. I love five-star matches. They're awesome. You know what makes them even better? If there's a good story behind it. So mm-hmm. uh, I, that's been my argument with Tony's booking for a while. Uh, you and I, I know, have shared in that sentiment. And I, I think this proves the point. Like that's, that's what has Zach the most excited about the card because we know what's going to push the story forward. And we want to know what the next chapter is. It's not just going to be a great match with great moves. 
That's a good point. Like, I, I didn't really think about that, that that's like one of the things that you will see the next chapter of. Uh, because as far as we know, like Danielson MJF could just be like one and done. Uh, House of Black and, and the Elite could be one and done. And as we're saying, there's like zero story behind that. So there's not like a great reason to get invested on either side. They're both. Would you call the Elite heels? Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay. Because, yeah, they're I mean, they're so ill-defined and like House of Black, I guess, is heels as well. Um, and, yeah, neither side has given us like a good reason of why we should cheer one over the other, which you don't always need to do that. You can do occasionally like heel heel matches, um, but at least like give us a story. And so, yeah, um, I'm, I'm with that. The women's match is more intriguing for sure, because something will happen. Uh, DK from Maryland is up next. He says, greetings and salutations, Andrew Hot Take Suchek and Mike, the voice of the true EW fan McMahon. Catchphrase, <laughs> quote, I can watch good matches anywhere. Tell me a story, end quote. <laughs> Wait, you said that? No, I think that's his catchphrase for us. We, sh- we should say that. Uh, so he, D- DK says he hopes that all is well. Uh, first, Chad in Nebraska, do you hate Sting too? Or do you dislike Doink? We're going to have email or fuse here? <laughs> or do you dislike Doink? Maybe the Road Warriors or Renegade. If you should, you should look into Maquilophobia? Uh, what's a- that? AKA the fear of makeup, because I think you may have it. Oh, he's oh. Like, he thinks Darby and Danhausen need to be fired, so maybe he has the fear a fear oh, of makeup. Oh, I didn't even know that was a thing. Interesting. Neither did I. Uh, this is addressed to you. He says, Andrew, prior to Tony Khan's announcement, I thought what you said it about being punk was a viable option and worthy of the big announcement tag. Yeah, I think that I would agree there. Yeah, thank you. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Daily Cast listeners, thank you, first of all, for streaming the shows. Be sure you're subscribing. Just search PW Torch in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to pro wrestling podcasts. But while you're at it, if you're not yet, please subscribe to the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast and Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Shows. Search Wade Keller and see two logos pop up, a blue one and a red one. The red logo, the post shows, cover Raw and SmackDown each week. 
with a fast turnaround time of a couple hours after the show's end. And also, every Saturday, we present a flashback to our analysis from five years ago that week, covering Raw. Jason Powell from ProWrestling.net joins me, and we analyze what happened on Raw five years ago. So check out that time capsule every weekend. The Blue Logo Show features the Thursday flagship, plus our first-run interviews, our classic interviews, and our mailbag segments. So again, search Wade Keller and click subscribe to both the Red Logo and the Blue Logo. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, before we get to the second part of his email, so Tony's oh, yeah. announcement was that <laughs> Adam Cole's going to make an announcement <laughs> that they're going to do a reality show, like yeah. AEW's version of Total Divas. I said it to Wade. This just feels like it's... They they had some sort of contractual obligation, or there was something on the table for like a road to the top style show, and now they're going to do it with like five featured acts, including Adam Cole and uh, Britt Baker, instead of just one couple. And that's what this is going to be. I, I I'm not really that excited for it. I don't know if you are. No, you know what it reminds me of too is like remember back in the day when TNA got like an extra hour on the Bischoff Hogan thing, and um, it was kind of. It was just like an extra hour of TNA, but it wasn't matches. It was just like backstage stuff. Yeah. Um, it just reminds me of that, like an extra. I'm not into it. One, I'm just not into it at all. Like I don't really get into reality TV. And two, I don't like the idea of like promoting something throughout a show that breaks the narrative. Because like obviously like wrestling has its own fiction and they're like, stay tuned to see what Adam Cole and Britt Baker are like in real life. Yeah. I think it's just a weird thing to promote right after. Yeah, I agree. Um, I And I also don't think that this would have been a big announcement had the rating not been what it was the week before. I think this Agreed. is a this is a press release that comes out in the afternoon. Tony probably announces it on Busted Open, which, by the way, I looked up. He announced Rampage on Busted Open, uh, and then a press mm-hmm. release went out. I think the same thing would have happened here. 
I think they rea- I think this was reactionary to a low rating, and they were going to say, "Well, we'll advertise a big announcement." What can, What can we announce? Like they, they sat around a table last Thursday or two Thursdays ago when they got the ratings, and we're like, "We need to announce something." What the hell? Can, what, what can we announce? What can we announce? Do we? Oh, we can announce this show. Yeah, great. Well, big announcement next week on AEW. I, I, it, it does feel like it was there to try to get people to get hooked, and here and here's why I think that. Mm. It happened at like what nine forty. Yes, yeah, that's true. They, they mentioned it a couple times too. I think. Yeah, some of Tony's other big announcements had always happened in in Seg One, like the Ring of Honor announcement. Oh, yeah, he opened he opened the show with it. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> so this the reason why I think this was a ploy to try to drive some ratings was we're not going to do it in the first segment. We're going to do it at nine forty. Why? Because they're trying to get people to tune into the show and then not leave. Under the premise of Tony, ha- Tony Khan has a big announcement. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, it's like it was good for a one week thing because, as we saw, the ratings were better than they've been. I think in a couple months, but I think he lost a little bit of goodwill with that because before, when he hyped up some announcements, I feel that as a whole they usually kind of lived up to it. Um, you know, like Ring of Honor. You know, not it, it, astounding news, but it was big enough, I think, to open up a show and mention. Um, you know, he would hype up wrestlers like Keith Lee coming in, you know, these different mysteries. Um, I can't think of any like major duds and like, you know, feel free to refresh my memory if anything's coming to mind. But I mean, this was just very like, oh, I don't care. I'm not going to, you know, not interested, but yeah. And that's what I mean. My thing is this. So the next time that there's an, uh, there's an advertisement that Tony Khan has a big announcement. Are you and I going to be sitting here going, what could it be? We're so excited. Or are we going to be making fun of this one? We're probably going to be making fun of this one. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I don't I don't think it was probably worth it in the long term. Uh, back to DK. He says, I get a question. I would like to hear your opinion on the following. I have a list here of all guys who might, and I think it was confirmed that Kenny Omega's contract was up in January, but had time tacked on due to injury. Uh, but I have a list here of guys who might have their contracts up soon. Plus one for fun. Keep four, let four go. Ooh. So he's got a list of eight talents here. Oh, I like this. Um, who are the four we would keep? And okay. and I will tell you the four that he's picked when I'm done with the list. Uh, Nick Jackson. Matt Jackson. So the Young Bucks. Uh, mm-hmm. Cash Wheeler and Dax Hardwood. So FTR. Uh, Kenny Omega. Ricky Starks. MJF. And CM Punk. Uh, DK says he would keep FTR, Kenny Omega, and MJF. He says MJF is the easiest to keep out of all of them. FTR can have a bloodline like reign of the tag team championships. Keep Omega and MJF apart while rebuilding Omega as the heart of AEW and the only one who could dethrone MJF in a year or so. So of those four, uh, four individuals, uh, excuse me, eight individuals, the Bucks, FTR, Kenny Omega, Ricky Starks, MJF, and CM Punk. Who are the four you would keep? Um, I'm pro- okay, so I'm keeping Punk. <laughs> keep he's not first. MJF would be first. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. And then, um, this might be insane, but I might keep the Young Bucks just for the identity factor because I don't know if I want to lose them and Omega. Um. And I pick them, and and that might be crazy, but like FTR, I think, 
I don't, they just seem to cause a, and it's mainly Dax. He seems to be riling people up a little bit. So I don't know if I would want, I I would love to keep him, but if I, 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 he would probably be the one I would, I let go. So, um, what's your list? I, I would probably go with MJF punk FTR, and I'll explain why I took them over the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the last one, I, I would probably keep Omega over the Bucks or Ricky Starks. I'll be honest with you; like oh, I like yeah, Ricky yeah. Starks. I just I don't know that I see it yet. I, oh, I'm I'm glad you said that because I feel like I'm one of the few people who don't see it either. I don't. Yeah, I mean, I like him, but like, is yeah, he going to yeah. be a main event? Like, when he was on TV last week, you know, Tony, I think it was Tony Schiavone is talking about, how, like, this guy's a future world champion. I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't know about that. I mean, he, he, to his credit, he had one of the best babyface promos of the past yeah. few years. That was fantastic. 100%. Yeah. But, I mean, that was one thing. It was a damn good thing, but it was one thing. Like, I, ever since then, I'm still, I'm not seeing it. Yeah. I, and I might be crazy. Someday I'll, you know, say what an idiot I was, but I'm, yeah. I'm not seeing it. So, and, and then I'd, I'd keep Kenny just because I, th- I think that, you know, he does have the ability to have incredible matches. And if you can you know, reel him in and, and say like, hey, you know, let's tell some stories here, Kenny, at the same time. And it's not just, don't, I, don't, I don't want wacky Kenny. I want, mm-hmm. I want big match Kenny. Yep. Um, and then I, I would take, I know people are going to think I just hate the Young Bucks, but I, I would take FTR over the Young Bucks. I, just personally, I, I like FTR style better. I, I think they're a better tag team. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that I think AEW doesn't have another tag team like FTR, and they have a lot of other tag teams like the Bucks. They've got a lot of tag teams with smaller guys who can fly around. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know that they've got another team that is like that old school team like 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 FTR. And then also I think that again we talked about this back in the fall, but I think a lot of the issues and a lot of the stuff that Punk kind of boiled over about had to do with the fact that even though they don't really have power, Matt and Nick Jackson walk around that place like they think they do because they have this VP title. And it clearly doesn't mean anything because I I don't know what responsibilities they have. It seemed like there was a responsibility was supposed to be creative, and Tony kicked them off of that pretty early on. So, uh, you know, I think they may walk around as if they are in a position of power, but it's really not a real position of power. And I think that is going to – I think it has and could potentially in the future create more issues. Yeah, and, and I do think like FTR has the higher potential of both groups right now, and I think if you could rein in Dax and like keep him happy, I mean he cuts really good promos, and he and the, the crowd was super into him. So if you could recapture that, um, then th- yeah, that's probably the better the better draft or the better you know team to keep. I would I'm, yeah yeah. So I'm I totally see your side, and there's no hard feelings. Uh, DK closes by saying, remember, no one has clothes that stretch the way Brian Danielson's clothes can stretch. Did you see the – he sent me a, a screenshot. I can forward it to you. Uh, in, in, on Dynamite last week, Brian, they, in the pull apart, Dan, yeah. someone grabbed a hold of Danielson's shirt, and that thing stretched like – the shirt was like it was like twelve feet long. Somebody had it stretched. I'm like, this doesn't even make. There's no shirt that stretches like that. It, it, I don't know what type of fabric he has. It is just like unterrible. It just stretches and like he's wearing a rubber band or something. I noticed that too. Like during it, I was I was impressed. <laughs> Got to figure out what that is. It's, it's an unrippable shirt, apparently. Uh, let's see. Jose from Golden Valley says Tony Khan completely made a fool out of himself. 
<laughs> that's it. That's the email. No, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Tony Khan completely made a fool out of himself, teasing the big announcement and not having the decency to say it himself. You can't rely on that trick to get one million every time. He is nearing towards the boy who cried wolf territory. I mean, yeah, it will. It's the the law of diminishing returns for sure. You know, and I guess the conspiracy theory in me would say that Tony knew it was a dud and that's why he didn't make the announcement. He had a goal to it. (laughs) Uh, No, I'm totally on board with that. I think so. Uh, Welcome back. Welcome back, Adam. Make this announcement that everyone's going to be pissed about. Well, they they called an audible at some point because a few weeks ago they were running those videos of Adam Cole and it ended with him looking at the revolution sign. So at one point they were, the plan was to put him on that show. And now they maybe at some point point kick that down the road for, I'm assuming this reason to time together. Yeah. Uh, Jose continues. He says people genuinely thinking that if WWE brought in Kenny Omega, a 40 year old 20 year veteran with massive respect in the game, that is going to be on some weird, as long as he learns how to work basis. As if this is 1998. If they bring him in, he's getting a seven-figure deal. Um, I I haven't really seen that. People think that Kenny's going to be brought in like on a trial basis. Um, I haven't seen anything to that effect. Well, let me put it this way: if, yeah. if that's what Kenny's offered from WWE, he ain't going to WWE. <laughs> oh, I I would be surprised if he's not making seven figures already in AEW. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it would be a a big money contract. Yeah, I think either way, he's making a couple million, at least. Yeah, I agree. Um, sorry, Jose says I saw a clip of Jesse Ventura go viral. This uh, go viral on his advocacy for weed. I was hoping he'd say I was on pot when I tried to create a wrestling union. Hulk Hogan was on pills. Who's the good guy here? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, lastly, I love when Mike live tweets every Jake Paul fight. <laughs> it's so hilarious. Jake Paul has that face, which read kayfabe bro. When Tommy was putting him over, let's have a money fight in the back away from the marks. A brother, uh, by the way, oh, by, ch- by, sorry, not by the way, by any chance, did you ever see the bizarre you are fight event from 2016? I don't think I did. Um, Mysterio, Mysterio and Kurt Angle in a wrestling match. Chael Sonnen and Michael Bisping in a grappling contest. Roy Jones Jr. fighting a fan. And JR and Rampage Jackson on commentary. Vince Russo would blush at to such would blush at such hodgepodge, at such a hodgepodge card. Uh, I do not. That does not ring a bell at all. This sounds vaguely familiar now that it's brought up, but I could have not told you what it was or when it happened or if it was just like a weird dream I had. I'm gonna have to look it up. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious too now, yeah. Uh, but he's got a $5 challenge. We'll get to that in a minute. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? 
Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Support us on Patreon starting at $4.99. Get these shows ad-free and bonus VIP content. That's $4.99 on Patreon. Patreon.com slash PWTorchVIP. That's Patreon.com slash PWTorchVIP. That is the quickest, cheapest, and easiest way to support us and enjoy these shows with a streamlined listening experience. The Wade Keller Post Shows, Podcasts, and the PW Torch Daily Casts, plus some random VIP bonus content. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay. Uh, Alex from Minneapolis. Let's see if he's still mad at me. Um, Mike, oh, I think he is. <laughs> I think he is. <laughs> Mike, as the embodiment of Boston journalism, I hope you asked Belichick all the tough questions and made him walk off. Hopefully, you asked Brady about anything stupid Giselle said on social media. Uh, no, never covered the Patriots. So, uh, but I have also said to people that that I know that do that if you cover the Patriots and you still go to Bill Belichick's press conferences, you are wasting your time because he doesn't say anything. Um, and, and guess what? I'm not going to go on Twitter and cry about it either, like like our friend Ariel. Um, sorry, Alex <laughs> continues. He says, Mike, we'll never agree on Ariel Hawani. Yeah, I, 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 think we're, think, I think we're in agreement there, Alex. <laughs> um, Mike, we'll never agree on Ariel Hawani, but I must call you out for your snotty takes since Andrew never will. What? What? He's insulting both of us now. Oh, uh, before I continue, I must ask, since January 19th, 
2017. Have two... Have the two of you ever had differing opinions on anything? Was that the first show? January 19th, 2017? Did Alex figure it out? 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. Holy crap, that could be. Yeah. Uh, he says we've had no spirited debates at all, and we co-sign on everything that we each other says. I don't think that's true. I just took the Young Bucks. Yeah. I mean, you know what? We do agree on a, a pretty good amount, but I don't think it's because like we're avoiding confrontation. I think no. it's just like like I think it's because we're right. <laughs> I think it's one hundred percent because we're right. <laughs> and that's why the young bucks are way better than FTR. Um, uh, sorry, Alex continues. Mike could say Dolph Ziggler sucks as a stand-up comedian, and Andrew would say, "Yeah, I'd rather watch." Uh, don't insult China. I'd rather watch China's She-Hulk. <laughs> Than two hours of a mid card jobber trying to be funny. You think Ariel should be? You think you're thinking Ariel should make his employer BT Sport look bad by going into business for himself with asking Triple H about Vince is silly. You're pooping on not listening to handlers is bananas. No, that, I'm th- okay. Whatever. I'm not gonna. We're not gonna rehash this again. Uh, also, you botched the Patty story. Patty had Dana White on his YouTube channel and kissed up to him by clowning on Ariel. Patty was defending UFC fighter pay and took a shot at Ariel for not paying guests to gain brownie points with the boss. All Ariel did was give a receipt. You must think Mark Marin has to cut checks to every celebrity on a show. Okay, no. It's, you're not understanding this, Alex. Um, no $5 challenge for me this week is punishment for your snottiness. Consider this a receipt for skipping me a few weeks because of your own laziness. Googling answers while recording the show is unacceptable, but Instagram stalking Rob Terry on the air is fair game. Okay. Well, everyone wants to know what Rob Terry is up to. I certainly do. And we figured it out, didn't we? I think, I feel that was a great use of everyone's time. I don't know. Everyone else sends in the answers, so it's very easily accessible because we are trying to produce a show here. But apparently, Alex was very upset that I didn't, you know, do the work for him. I feel Eric, uh, Alex is growing more hostile uh, by the week. He used to like give us uh, or me recommendations for places to check out to eat in Minneapolis, right. and yeah. it's devolved into uh, Ariel Hawani. All because we disagree on Ariel Hawani. That's it. Maybe he knows him. Maybe Alex is Ariel Hawani. Alex. Hawani, is that you? <laughs> It'd be kind of funny if, if like, he comes about just like he pulls back the hood and goes, "It was me! It was me all along." <laughs> We're not far off. Not all right. Well, sorry, off. Alex. Sorry, Alex. We'll agree on something at some point in the future, but not about Ariel Hawani. I think. Uh, Chad in Nebraska, who may hate people in makeup, according to an earlier emailer. Uh, <laughs> Chad says, hey, my friends, first with Impact this week, nothing really to report on this week's edition of Impact outside of the Monsters Ball match between Crazy Steve and Trey Miguel, if you were into those types of matches, uh, and the really good Motor City Machine Guns versus Gresham and Mike Bailey match. No Surrender on Friday was just an average Impact Plus show with nothing really until the final three matches. The busted open segment was by far the worst thing on that show. What was really bad was the idea that Moose couldn't tell that he had a VR headset on when Joe Hendry put it on him. Yeah, I, I did see that. That clip. was, that was, that was pretty, dumb. That was pretty yeah. dumb. Uh, Steve Macklin winning the number one contender match was the right call. I actually hope that he knocks off Alexander at Rebellion. Josh Alexander and Rich Swan had a really good main event. The only thing that hurt it was that no one thought Swan was actually going to win. 
Gresham and Bailey were outstanding on the pre-show, and to think that they could have been they could have replaced that idiotic busted open thing with this match on the main show with a few more minutes than the ten minutes or so it got on the pre-show. I need Yuya Yomura. Yomura I read, sorry, not need <laughs> that Umura legitimately got hurt uh, off a Sammy Callahan powerbomb. Here's to hoping he isn't hurt too bad. Uh, AEW. I wasn't sure if you heard. Andrew, can you hear me? Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? Andrew, can you hear me? Yes. Could you hear me that whole time? Yes. Weird. I, I must have said something, and somehow Siri opened up on my computer. So I couldn't hear you. Oh, um, weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, good. It didn't knock the recording off, so that's good. We can keep going. Uh, Chad on AEW says, I wasn't sure if you heard that Kenny Omega interview on Renee Paquette's podcast. I know you guys aren't the biggest fans of his, but it was a really good listen, especially when it comes to him talking about the brawl out. He just came off as honest and genuine. Hey, he could be completely working me, though, for all I know. Chad in Nebraska. P.S. Darby and Danhausen need to be fired. Uh, I did not listen to that, or I haven't yet. I've actually, he's the second person that has told me about it though so i will probably have to check that out andrew i don't know if you've listened to it yet yeah i read a couple articles uh about it today i didn't i didn't listen to it but i just like read some of the highlights that he was talking about uh brawl out uh, and kind of like how the atmosphere had changed when he came back to aew it, it's, it seemed pretty interesting and um yeah i don't and i just do i don't i don't dislike kenny omega i think he's a, a crazy talented guy who could be a lot more if he was not so goofy and more focused. I, th- yeah. I just see a lot. I just see he's not living up to his potential. My teachers used to say that about me in high school. I, I was thinking about my, my parents saying that to me or yeah. something. <laughs> if I just, if I just studied a little bit more, <laughs> if I just Joke's applied, my, if I just applied myself jokes on them. Look at us. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Jay from Columbia, South Carolina. Just a few thoughts on AEW with revolution coming very soon. Uh, number one, this is a reoccurring complaint, but we really need to, we really need more fleshed out characters and actual storylines, both long-term and short-term. I skipped rampage this week, but went back to watch, uh, Two balls-to-the-wall badass matches in the Bucks versus Aussie Open and Andretti versus Guevara. I think the historically low ratings have confirmed that it takes more than just in-ring bangers to draw ratings. For instance, SmackDown ratings are way up since the strength on the strength of long-term storyline intrigue with the Bloodline Saga. The only long-term booking we have here is Brian and MJF, and that's kind of a repeat of MJF. Uh, He cuts quality promos while his challengers have to face a cavalcade of so many wrestlers formula. (laughs) Yeah. MGF MGF storylines have typically been the same thing over and over again. That is very true from Jay. (laughs) I'm hoping he's self-aware of that now. And I mean, he seems self-aware of it in the sense that he, his character said he was doing it again, but that's not much of an excuse. So I'm hoping he drops that moving forward and innovates his feuds. Yeah. Uh, on that topic, number two, Jay says, I think we all believe MJF retains, but I'm curious how. Interference from the firm. That would be extra boring. If someone is going to cheat on MJF's behalf, MJF's behalf, it is hopefully someone interesting. Also, is this a no DQ Iron Man match? Or can MJF sacrifice a fall to Brian by beating him senseless with a foreign object, allowing him to gain an advantage? Yeah, I don't know that they've detailed that, have they? I would imagine the, de- the disqualification. Excuse me. I would imagine that disqualifications would count as yeah. falls. 
Yeah. So he could get a DQ like by hitting Danielson over the head with the chair and then pin him twice off of that. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. That would be good. And that would fit his character. Yeah. Uh, number three, hopefully they're done announcing matches for Revolution as it's looking like a four-hour affair already. Uh, they got bonus points, half a point. <laughs> I like like Jay sliding in the half point. I love that. Good job, Jay. I don't know. Who was it saying that we couldn't do half points anymore? I think it was Alex, but I'm not oh, sure. I, I, think he, I think it was one of his... <laughs> diatribes against us <laughs> alex is gonna hate us even more after this <laughs> sorry uh they get bonus points a half a point jay says for uh from me for moving the revolution ladder match to this wednesday depending on who wins the tnt title match at revolution i look forward to powerhouse hobbs taking on wardlow or eddie kingston taking on samoa joe yeah i agree and i thought moving that yeah. match to wednesday by the way was the right move i, I assume you agree there as well you know, I'm going to, in a rare uh, disagreement, I would have probably moved something else just because I enjoyed watching that on the pay-per-view the past couple of years. I thought that was fun, too. Although, like, maybe there's not a surprise this year. Oh, oh. no, they're bringing, they're bringing in somebody. I can't remember who it was, though. In the match. Isn't somebody debuting? Am I nuts? I don't think you're nuts. No. Um <laughs> You know what? I don't have it. I don't have it in front of me. Sorry. I don't have it in front of me. Um, blanking on who it is. So apologies to that. But yeah, no, I um, honestly, I would have moved the tag match, I guess, just because I'm that's probably the one I'm yeah. least excited for. So, yeah. Well, let's look at this pay-per-view card. And again, like it's not like they have a 10 match card here. It's now a seven match card with the ladder match being moved off the show. So I think before we run down the card, Tony Khan does deserve a little bit of credit here for looking at the timing of the show and realizing that something needed to be moved because in the past that wouldn't have happened in the past. They would have just crammed as much as they could in. Nothing would have been allowed to breathe. You know, you'd have a match where uh, let's say Ruby Soho wins the women's title and then you get, you know, eight seconds of her standing in the corner. She doesn't even have the belt in her hand yet. And we're cutting to the video package for the next match because everything is so jammed in and overtimed and and it's a mess. So I, I give Tony credit for realizing whoa, we got a lot going on here and we're going to have to move something off the show and recognizing it, recognizing it, you know, essentially two weeks in advance in order to move the ladder match on the dynamite. Yeah. Cause it seems like their pay-per-views before were going around five hours or, or more a few times. It just got to the point where I felt exhausted that at the end of the show. So hopefully that's a, uh, something he's cutting back on and is aware of how ridiculous those shows were getting to be. Yeah. And I wonder too, like, was the ladder match is that was that picked to move because of the fact that it, it's probably a forty minute match? Uh, could be. I mean, you know? I'm assuming it would be at least twenty, and then I guess if you add on six or seven different people's entrances, you're looking at you know half an hour or so total devoted yeah. to that. So it opens up the most amount of time. Uh, but let's mm-hmm. run down this card. Let's see what we think. Uh, there's seven matches in the show. This is full, uh, not full gear, it's Revolution, which is going to be taking place Sunday, as Andrew said, at the Chase Center in San Francisco, California. Um, the Elite, they're going to defend the Trios Championship against the House of Black, Malachi Black, Brody King, and Buddy Matthews. Uh, what do you think of this Trios title match? Do you care, or are you like me? And it's just, eh, yeah, I'm sure, uh, look, I'm sure the match is going to be great but they've done nothing to build it up to a point where I actually care who's going to win. I want to care. And I wish they had given me a reason to care. I think, um, house of black has been underutilized. I think Malachi black is one of the most underutilized guy in the company ever since he 
debuted and I was hoping they would do more with him when he came back and they did not. So again, what we're saying should be a great match. I assume the elite are going to hold on to the titles just because they haven't had it for that long. Uh, and then just because there's so few teams they can feud with, they'll probably have to do a rematch before too long. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think the elite wins and they move forward probably yeah, with a rematch of some kind. That's my guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of matches, though, that we, I think, do care about, and definitely that Zach in Texas cares about, the three-way for the women's world title, Jamie Hayter defends against Soraya and Ruby Soho. I'm really looking forward to this. I don't know who's going to win. I kind of I think Ruby Soho's going to win. And, and that's just based off of what happened at last week's TV, where it, it felt like they may have been priming us for her getting the win and getting the title. I, I'd like to see Hayter keep it, though. I want to see Hater keep it. I think she maybe will. And then afterwards, maybe Ruby will turn on them. Um, but I wouldn't mind Ruby winning the title as well if that moves forward that story and like moves to that next chapter of her, you know, becoming a heel and joining the XWWE wrestlers. I don't think that's, you know, a bad idea. Yeah. Uh, Chris Jericho against Ricky Starks. The Jericho Appreciation Society is going to be banned from ringside in this one. Uh, I thought they set this up well. And I was glad that. You know, they made the heel look like the idiot, not the baby face. Yeah, I agree. Um, I assume Starks is going to win again unless he's you know, potentially leaving the company within the next few months. I think he has a contract coming up before two. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think he does. Yeah. I think that's so why that, he was included in, uh, in the email, uh, the who we're going to keep email. Yeah. So that would be really telling because we also know he's good friends with Cody Rhodes, too. So I'm sure he's putting a good word for him over there. But it would be weird for them just to trade back wins back and forth. Um, And this kind of recalls to Jericho essentially putting over Orange Cassidy a couple times and especially in the blow off to that feud. So I think Starks will take this one. What about you? Uh, I so I don't know. If Starks is sticking around, I think Starks wins. If if Tony mm-hmm. thinks that, that Ricky Starks is going to be around for a while and they're going to come to a new deal and everything, I think Starks wins. If Tony thinks that he's not going to be able to renew Ricky Starks and that he is going to go to WWE, then I think Jericho wins. So I know that sounds like a cop-out, it's, but it's just I, I don't know what the situation is contractually and and what Tony's feelings are, on it are. Excuse me. In order, I'm, I get the hiccups. Uh, in order to... <laughs> in order to pick a winner. Uh, but I, I think that means a lot because I don't think he's going to want to put the Jericho eggs in the Ricky Starks basket if Ricky Starks is leaving in six months. Do you remember when Hulk Hogan shocked the world and formed the New World Order? Or when Stone Cold Steve Austin passed down in the sharpshooter to Bret the Hitman Hart? I'm Torch contributor Frank Pettiani, and I've reviewed these shows and many more for my exclusive VIP podcast, Pro Wrestling Then and Now. Together with a rotating chair of co-hosts, we go back 10, 20, even 30 years, review pay-per-views from top to bottom, talk about where the wrestlers were at the time, and compare what took place then to what is taking place now. You get exclusive access to these and other podcasts as part of your PW Torch VIP membership, which is compatible with the Apple Podcasts app. Visit pwtorch.com slash govip for details and sign up for them. And, and one of these days, I, I want to see Jericho pick up like a meaningful victory because he seems to lose most of his big singles matches and he's 52, but I'm assuming he's still going to be wrestling 
uh, in a top position for the next couple of years. So, I, you know, I think you want to make his losses mean more. Um, and he, I strangely think he's maybe putting over too many people. Yeah, no, I don't disagree. Uh, Samoa Joe and Wardlow for the TNT Championship. Again, this should be should be fine. I wish I cared about it more, but I, <laughs> I just, I mean, I, I, honestly, until I was reading it just now, I forgot that it was even on the show. Um, I forgot. Well, maybe I remembered, but I, I was more, I would, I think I said this maybe a week or two ago, I would have been more interested in say this was the blow off to the Darby Joe feud. I think they had some really good matches. Wardlow has just lost so much momentum. I don't think this is what it's going to be. That gets him back on track. Maybe it will. Maybe they'll have a killer match and that kind of sets him forward. Um, but I also think the TNT title has moved hands too many times, but you probably want Wardlow to win because it's his first big match back. Um, I guess I go Wardlow, but not a lot of confidence. Yeah. No, I, I, I think I go Wardlow too. Uh, the tag to speak. This is one I am really into the four way tag team championship match. I, I kind of wish it was just a one on one again, but we get the gun club uh, or the guns against the acclaimed against Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett against a to be determined winner from Dynamite tomorrow night. Uh, I like what they've done with Austin and Colton Gunn. I think that they've showed a lot of character over the last few weeks in this feud with the acclaimed and their dad getting involved. Like, I think I think it's been a good story. It's an example of some good storytelling they're doing. It's not hasn't been long term, but. I think it's. I've enjoyed what they've done. They've added some layers to the guns as characters. I kind of wish this was just a one-on-one, and they kept Lethal and Jarrett and whoever this other team's going to be out of it. Oh, definitely. I'm. I'm not into Jarrett, uh, <laughs> Sanjay, uh, Jay Lethal group at all. I think that's one of the most uh, unnecessary acts on TV uh, right now. So yeah, I don't really want them involved. And I'm with you. I think the with the the guns. Um, I know. A lot of people aren't into them, but I think they're good at what they do. They're just yeah. cocky heels. You want to see them get the crap beat out of them because they don't have a lot of credibility. They're just like sneaky, um, I don't know, just cocky people. Yeah, so I'm, uh, I assume they're going to walk away with the titles too. I don't think you want to move it right back to the acclaimed. Uh, what about the Texas Death Match? Moxley and, uh, and Hangman. I don't know about you, Andrew, but I think, I think – John Moxley might bleed. <laughs> that would be amazing if he didn't in the Texas death match. Ultimate troll job on everybody else. Um, before I would have been more up in the air in, for this one, but I think it looks like they're going to turn Moxley heel with the BCC. They're acting a little bit more aggressive lately. And uh, maybe that's what causes Moxley's downfall and he turns heel after. So I'm going to go Hangman Page on this one, I think. Uh, oh, this one, I think, is a 50-50 toss-up for me. Um, mm-hmm. I-, I think they will go Moxley. I think Tony's going to go with Moxley getting the win. But I could see Hangman getting the win. I, I think I really believe this is this is a toss-up. But I'm I'm leaning Moxley at the moment. Do you think he's, like, in the BCC, are they just – gonna turn heel and break away from danielson do you think that's kind of their next thing maybe i mean it could, yeah it could be it could be maybe they cost danielson oh that would be something i don't know why you'd have to come up yeah. with some sort of storyline <laughs> like, reason on why but i mean maybe that's what happens yeah mjf joins the bcc yeah and, yeah or, or maybe he hired them for the night or something he bought them. yeah yeah so um, and then, of course, the main event, MJF and Danielson. I 
I don't know what your thoughts are on this. My gut says that, you know, more than likely MJF is retaining here. I, I don't think you want to see him lose this early, but I think this is going to be a killer match. Agreed. Yeah. I want to see Danielson hold the belt at some point, and I don't know if he will because he only, I think, signed a three-year contract, and he kind of talked about this is the end of his full-time run when that one's up, and I think that's, I don't know, a year or so away. Um, so they, I don't know. I, I don't think, yeah, he's, I don't think he's going to win. I would like to see him with the title, but yeah, it doesn't make sense to take it MJ, off of MJF right now. Uh, and I don't think they will for months to come. Yep. I agree. All right. So that is revolution. We'll see, uh, you know, others could get added here, but just highlighting some of the names that are not on this pay-per-view card, uh, which are notable names. And again, there's a tag team that's going to be added, and who knows, there could be another match added. I, I doubt there is, but we'll see. Orange Cassidy, not on this card yet. Jade Cargill, not on the card. Jungle Boy, Christian Cage, Darby Allen, Adam Cole, Sammy Guevara, Sting, Britt Baker, all not on the pay-per-view card as of, as of this moment, as we record this. Those are and those are like a, you know pretty largely the homegrown talent as well. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, so Except for Christian, I guess, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's again they've got homegrown talent on the show. It's not like they they don't, but some of those, not all of them, but some of those names were you know pretty prominent names. You know, as far as AEW goes, it was just automatic. Like Orange Cassidy at one point was an automatic. He was on every uh, every mm-hmm. single pay per view card, and as of right now, he's not on this one yet. It might not have been a bad idea to save that Yuta uh, Cassidy match for the pay per view. That was pretty solid, and I mean the titles are both of their titles are pretty worthless right now, but. Would have been something for them. It would have been something for them. Yes, uh, Andrew. That is uh, that's it for for emails, and that's it for us previewing the pay per view card. I don't think is there anything else we discuss until we get into the the fun and games portion of the program. I've got a random question for you. Um, what AEW? And, and it's because I have a specific answer in mind for myself because this person's driving me up a wall but if you could get rid of anybody from aw tv who would you pick that they're just they're just not gonna be you don't have to fire them they're just not gonna be on an aw tv anymore they're just not gonna be on tv anymore yeah um like you're talking about like they, hit the, they have go away heat like i like i'm annoyed yes watching. yeah yeah they're Amen. detriment to the company or the honestly show. honestly it's a couple of guys <laughs> um <laughs> oh feel, feel free if you got the, more than well, one the one for me that really stands out is probably not the same as you because i don't think he's well he hasn't really done anything on tv in, in a while but anytime every time i see him it just i'm like oh i I've, i don't need this guy on my television uh I, it, matt menard and it's no offense to matt menard <laughs> but he just yells and screams like that whole yelling and screaming bit that, that's all he does i'm like Ugh. it just makes me groan every time i see him i'm like enough yeah, like that, that one's probably mine. Like, if I never saw him on my TV again, I'd, I'd be okay with that. <laughs> oh, that's fair. Yeah, I can see that. Um, do you want to know who mine is? Yes, I do. Because my second would have been someone else also in the Jericho Appreciation Society. Oh, is it, who is, is this? Is, is yours? Is yours in the Jericho? Mine is not. But it's in a, okay. he's in a different. He's in a different stable. Um, okay, so my second one would have been Sammy Guevara, and it's no offense to Sammy Guevara. Oh, I just, I'm finding him more and more annoying and less and less uh, 
like not even as a heel. Like I just I'm like, Ugh, just like dude, like enough. And, and maybe that's maybe that's good heat, but the Matt Menard stuff is definitely not good heat. That that's more like I, I don't want you on my television. Stop screaming at me. Just shut up and go away. <laughs> I was actually just thinking like a few days ago, you know, when they used to talk more about the four pillars of AEW and one of them, Sammy Guevara. Um, so I was thinking, I'm like, he's, I wouldn't put him there anymore. I would even no. put like, I would put um, even like Orange Cassidy above him. And I know Orange Cassidy is probably eight years older, if not more. Yeah. But, you know, pick, pick, pick somebody else. But yeah, I don't think Sammy Guevara. You could make a. I just don't see him as one of those pillars for sure. I agree. Uh, who is yours? I cannot stand Sanjay Dutt at all. Okay. No, he's I'm on do- board with that. He's just doing this like Jimmy Hart, mouth in the south, 1980s, screaming, laughing hysterically at everything. Um, he's wearing like pencil, like annoying outfits. And I liked him in TNA years ago, but like, I cannot stand him as a manager. I cannot stand that act. (laughs) And I like, he's bringing Jeff Jarrett down. (laughs) And I don't think Jeff Jarrett's the show. I I agree. I am not a fan either of it. And it's kind of the same reason why I'm not a fan of the Matt Menard thing, because it's just yelling and screaming. Yeah. It's just, it's so silly. It's no, I mean, it, it, it's just, 30 years dated what he's doing right now yeah yeah i noticed that last week uh, it wasn't even in like a promo it was in a backstage segment during dynamite yeah yeah that's i i think that's what really riled me up it was the end of the segment and he's just like cackling hysterically like an evil 80s yeah. uh villain yeah that's uh that is annoying that is annoying. To, yeah i need to get that off my chest thanks for listening no i don't i don't blame you i don't blame you uh okay andrew do you know what it's time for i think I have an idea. Yes. That is my favorite thing ever. I love it so much. Jay in South Carolina, thank you. We're going to thank Jay every week uh, for making that $5 challenge. I love it. It's my fa- Like I said, it's my favorite thing ever. I, I just... I, I'm tickled every time I, I hear it to quote. I should, listen, <laughs> I should listen to it every morning when I get up and then I couldn't have a, <laughs> I couldn't have a bad day after that. <laughs> you'd be, but the problem is you'd be singing it all day. Just at work. $5 challenge. Just annoy $5 everyone around me. Challenge. $5 <laughs> challenge. It'd be like, why is he singing in a different key in different yeah. voices? And making <laughs> in different voices and everything else. Uh, before we start, Excuse me. Before we start, I actually have a question for you this week. Oh, my goodness. Wow. And then we'll get to the emails. Okay. Okay. Can you name the five AEW wrestlers that have the most overall wins according to the AEW records on the website? Now, what's important to note here is that, and, I, and I'll be up front and say this, the tag team, the tag tag teams seem to count as career wins. It's not just singles. So I'm talking about career wins, not just like singles wins. You know what I mean? Oh, so, sure, sure. So if you look at the at the website, like right right now, I'm looking at Hangman Page. It tells me 
this year he's three and one in singles, zero zero in tag team, zero zero in trios. He's three and one this year overall, but his career record is sixty one twenty three and one. Oh damn! I thought he. I would have. Okay. So who who do you think is, or who do you think has the most, the five wrestlers with the most wins in AEW? It's a great question. I think. Okay. Okay. Um, number one, John Moxley, because they were playing up his 100th win. Yeah. And I think they said something like Evil Uno has like 82 wins or something. So I'll go <laughs> Evil Uno. Okay. Um, I'm going to go. I don't know if there's. I know Abaddon is pretty much undefeated, but she might only be like in the 50s. Um, I'll go Orange Cassidy. He's been around since the beginning, hasn't been hurt that much. I think, no, he was out for a few months, but also go him. You said tag team, so that might be a hint for somebody. Um, I'm sorry, my, 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 my microphone cut out there. Who, who, did, who was it after Evil Uno and Moxley? Orange Cassidy? Oh, Orange Cassidy. Okay, yeah. okay. And then I'll do Jungle Boy and Hikaru Shida, because she had 50 wins. She was the going to be the first woman to 50 wins, I believe. All right. Is that fun? Need an extra dose of positivity in your wrestling podcast? Well, come join me, Alan Forel, over in the Pro Rest Paradise at Peter Torch VIP as we bask on the bright side of wrestling and focus on some of the great matches and shows from around the world, be it the US, Japan, Europe, or Mexico. There's always a place for wrestling's past in the paradise too, and we've done fun historical shows such as the We Love Liger series, celebrating the glorious career of Jushin Thunder Liger, and our I Was There When shows, where a guest will join me to talk about a classic bout that they were in attendance for. We love variety, and you can expect lots of it at the Pro Rest Paradise. Detailed PWF Torch VIP subscription information and a list of all the VIP benefits is available at pwtorchvipinfo.com. And yes, all VIP podcasts are compatible with popular podcast apps on iPhone and Android devices. Or you can stream them directly from our ad-free VIP mobile site. See you in the paradise. You did, you did pretty well. That, that's four right there. Oh, really? John Moxley is leading the way. He has 100. Orange Cassidy is number two with 88. Jungle Boy, number three with 87. Evil Uno has 81. <laughs> He's number four. Go figure that one out. And tied for fourth, the fifth wrestler tied for fourth with 81 wins. This is Max Caster. Oh, shoot. I was going to guess the acclaimed, but I would not have guessed Caster on his own. And the reason I came up with this was I noticed this earlier in the week. Number six, he didn't crack the top five, but when I first saw it, I thought he would. Number six in overall wins in the history of AEW, Preston Vance has 80. That's ridiculous. Preston Vance is 80 and 28 in his (laughs) AEW career. How many meaningful wins has he ever got? I don't know, but I saw that not many, but I saw that earlier this week and I was like, what? I go, that might be top five overall in the company. And as it turns out, it's top six, but I I was like, (laughs) but it's only top six by, by it's only not in the top five by one, one more win. And he ties evil Uno and Max Caster. Yeah. That's silly that him and evil and (laughs) and Max Caster too. 
It's insane. By the way, Anthony Bowens, uh, Max Caster's tag team partner, has 63 wins. Oh, okay. yeah, because he hurt his leg for a bit, or he was out for a couple months or something. Yep. They were doing that wheelchair thing with him. Exactly. So that that's where that discrepancy come, comes in. But I, I wanted to throw that at you, because I've never given you one before, and now I have. So I, that's good. That's fun. Uh, let's go right to it. Blake, we're going to go to Blake from Milwaukee, Torch VIP co-host of the Blake and Shall show with Mark. Um, Blake sent in an email, which was the first email we read about 56 minutes ago. And as it turned out, uh, it was only a $5 challenge. So we're going to lead off with Blake's $5 challenge. He says uh, he's got five questions here for us. Let me get to, okay, the answers are attached. Great. So five questions. They seem to be relatively random, and we're going to see if we can get them correct. Number one, who is the only wrestler to win two Royal Rumbles and then lose both of his title matches? We should be able to figure this out. Batista? Maybe. Did he do it twice? Mm. Orton? Triple H? Who's on one? Uh, no, I'm gonna say Cena. What about Mysterio? I, why do I feel like that's Ray Mysterio? Could be Ray, no Ray Mysterio won. Yeah. So they lost. They they, they won, won the Rumble two, at least twice. Yeah, they won the Rumble at least twice and lost both title matches. It's not Shawn Michaels. He won the no. second one. It's not. No, oh, it's no, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be Triple H because he won. Yeah, he won. Yep. Uh, I don't know if it would be the Undertaker. I'm trying to think. Like, who's big enough that he's that they would have won two Royal Rumbles? Cena, Undertaker, Orton, Edge, uh, Batista. Those. Yeah. Well, the, well, let's hold on. What about Ed? so Edge just Edge won it last year, didn't he? And then lost to Reigns. Oh, that's right. They so made did, it a triple threat. Yeah. yeah. Did Edge win another one? Didn't Edge win one as well and lose? I want to say he lost. It was the year before he got hurt. Didn't he win and lose to Undertaker? Am I imagining that? I thought, in my memory, Edge had the title at that show and then Taker beat him, but I could definitely oh, be maybe. wrong. No, man, you might be right. Yeah, that was 2008. That was, oh, that was the year Undertaker won the Royal Rumble, I think, that year, and then challenged Edge. Oh, that was the, wow. Right? That's, that's the year they did it in Florida at the outdoor stadium, and the, the stadium caught on fire with the fireworks. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I want to say Orton or Batista, but not confident. Well, you came with Batista right off the jump, so let's let's stick with that. Okay, let's stick with that. All right, number two. Uh, what wrestler interrupted Piper's pit with special guest Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania twenty one? I remember this. Do you? I remember it, but I'm. I don't know 
Do you want an answer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He spits in the face of people who don't want to be cool. <laughs> oh, Carlito. That, oh, man. Yeah, that's a throwback. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, number three, what TV personality tagged with Kelly Kelly to face Beth Phoenix and Eve Torres at WrestleMania 28? Um, Maria Menounos? Yeah, she's from like Entertainment Tonight or something, right? Yeah, one yeah. of those crappy shows. Yeah, I, I couldn't remember her name, but I, rem- I remembered Entertainment Tonight. Uh, number four, the League of Nations defeated the New Day at WrestleMania 32. Who were the members of the League of Nations? <laughs> um, it do you was. Me? Oh, yeah. I remember Seamus was one of them. Yeah, Rusev. Seamus, Rusev, Wade Barrett. Wade Barrett. Wow, I wouldn't. That's the one I couldn't remember. Alberto Del Rio and Del Rio. I remember Del Rio. Was he bad news Barrett then? I think it was post bad news Barrett. Okay. Is that four? Is that four? That's I, can't four. There, was there four I think it was four. I think there was four of them. Yeah. Okay. All right. Number five, Maven entered and left WrestleMania 18 with the hardcore championship, but there were four title changes throughout the night. Who won the title? Hint. It was three men and one woman. Um, I think Molly Holly got it at one Molly point. Molly Holly. I was going to say, she was the woman. I agree with you there. I don't know who the three men were, though. I think one How- might have been, I want to say Christian, but I think he was fighting DDP that night for the title, but I feel he. Okay. We'll go Christian. I, I, I think, I remember Shane Helms, I think, winning one. I was going to say Shane one. Helms. Yep. So that means we need one more male. And I could definitely be wrong with Christian, but somebody sneaky like that. Um, WrestleMania 18. So this would have been 2002. Yeah. So it's, it could be somebody like a WCW type jobber, like a. Yep. What is that? I don't know. Um, Buff Bagwell. Was he gone by then? He was gone. Yeah. <laughs> He was a one and done. Uh, yeah. Sean Stasiak. Sean Stasiak. Let's, let's Planet Stasiak, maybe. Yeah, I love it. I love it. All right, number one. Who's the only wrestler to win the Royal Rumble and lose in both title matches? We had Batista. We are incorrect. It is Edge. Edge. Oh. WrestleMania 38 lost to Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan, and WrestleMania 26 lost to Chris Jericho. I did it again. I talked you out of it. Next, next well, time, I just, just tell. Yeah. I wasn't really convinced it was Edge. I just mentioned Edge. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> number two, Carlito. We had it right. Carlito was the wrestler that interrupted Piper's pit at WrestleMania 21. So that's a correct one. Uh, Maria Menounos. We had that one correct. She tagged with Kelly Kelly to face Beth Phoenix. Steve Torres at WrestleMania 28. Uh, the League of Nations. Sheamus, Rusev, Wade Barrett, Del Rio. That one is correct. Although King Barrett, it was that was the version. Oh, of King Barrett. So that's three for four. And then number five, Maven, uh, the hardcore championship. Who did he wrestle throughout the night for that title? Molly Holly, correct. Christian, correct. Wow. Hurricane, correct. Sean Stasiak, incorrect. The, the fourth individual was Spike Dudley. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Spike. Three, still, that's pretty good. I, we got three of them. Yeah, but we can't give ourselves partial credit. That would be four we, and three quarters if we were allowed. Oh, that. that would be sweet, though, if we could. We know how upset people get when we do partial <laughs> credit. So. 
Uh, Zach in Texas has his $5 challenge. It's not no audio from Zach this week. He says, time for the launch of a new special-themed $5 challenge. I call it the five times $5 challenge. Or five Ooh. times $5 WrestleMania challenge. Wow. Each week from now through WrestleMania, I'm going to give you five WrestleManias. And you have to give me five matches on that WrestleMania card. Oh, my God. The main event, provided you know it, will be like a free space on a bingo card. Best of luck. Your first five manias are one, five, six, one, sorry, one, five, I think, IX, this is uh, is embarrassing. IX is four. That's nine. That's nine? Yeah. Okay. So then XI is 11. Correct. V is five. Correct. Okay. So one... (laughs) Five, one, that's that's awful. I know. One, five, nine, eleven, and thirteen. Okay, I'm I'm screwed on a couple of these, but <laughs> I, I think I could do eleven easily. Okay, well maybe we'll get somewhere. Should we just uh, start with one? Let's start with one. Okay, so let's we have to name five matches from WrestleMania one. Obviously, uh, we've got Hogan and Mr. T against Orndorff and Piper. Correct. Um, special delivery Jones versus King Kong Bundy. Because that was like the fastest match ever, right? Or am I? A... Yeah, no, that was one, right? That, that was one. I think that was on there. That was one. Yep. Um, the body slam challenge, Andre and Big John Stud. Yep. Oh, I like this question. There was, the there was a women's match, and Wendy Richter was in it, but I couldn't remember who she who she wrestled. It wasn't Moolah, was it? Or, I don't think no, so. No, I don't think it was. Oh, oh, I remember one. Uh, it was uh, Greg the Hammer Valentine against Junkyard Dog. Oh, well done. That's four, so we only need one more. Wasn't the first match like the Executioner versus somebody? Yes, uh, Executioner. Uh, yes, Executioner versus um, Tito Santana. Oh, nice. There we go. So that's five. We got the main event, Special Delivery Jones, King Kong Bundy, Andre the Giant, Big John Stud, the, uh, the Body Slam Challenge, Junkyard Dog versus Greg the Hammer Valentine, Executioner against Tito Ortiz. Okay, WrestleMania 5. WrestleMania 5, that was the second one in Atlantic City. Yes. Which was the main event. Was that the tournament? Or was that the first one? Uh, The tournament was four. Yeah. Okay. So that means five. The main event of five was Hogan Savage. Yep. Uh, Rick Rude versus Warrior. I believe that's correct. Rude versus Warrior. Um, Three. We said that's got two so far. Um, oh, Beefcake and the Million Dollar Man. I think that was on that show. Dang, I would not have got that. Uh, I'm pretty sure that was on that show. I'm trying to get, like, I, I hope that, that, I hope that wasn't four, though. See, this is a tough one, because I feel like my, my memory is going to combine four and five together. Same, yeah. That's... Demolition was probably on that show, right? They would have had to. Have yeah, but I can't think of who they would have fought. Neither can I. Um, or who 
or if Andre was on the show. I don't know. Because he was there for six, but. Yeah. Um, um, did Demolition face. I don't remember what they called them. No, because Tito Santana, I already have. No, Tito Santana was North American one. Sorry. Hmm. Didn't wasn't there like a tag team of Tito Santana and somebody against Demolition? I was thinking it was like Pat Tanaka and um, I can't remember like what that group was. Because I feel like Mister Fuji switched sides on them. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I can't think of, I can't think of the name of the group though. Neither can I. Oh, um, okay. Okay. We've got, we've got three. We need, we need two more. What was, uh, the rockers versus the, what was it? The twin towers. Is that at six? Boss man and Akeem. Oh, boss man and Akeem. That might be. That sounds vaguely familiar. It's a new year, so why not treat yourself to a PW Torch VIP membership and get these shows with the ads and plugs removed and a ton of VIP exclusive audio shows such as the new Focus on AEW and Focus on WWE series that I record throughout the week dedicated to a focused look at WWE news and a focused look at AEW News, along with commentary, analysis, and Q&A with VIP member listeners. Plus our post-pay-per-view, VIP-exclusive roundtables, and so much more. Plus over 35 years of archives of podcasts, radio shows, newsletters, articles. Check it out, pwtorch.com slash govip. Tells you all about membership. So why not make 2022 the year that you enjoy all the benefits that come with a PW Torch VIP membership? I feel like it might be six, but we if we run out of stuff, we could try on five. Yeah, let's no, let's we're let's let's go with the Twin Towers against the Rockers because we are we are in need of matches on this card. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then there's got to be one more. So I'm sure. Well, let's put it this way: I'm sure there's more than one more match, but it's yeah. just what we're remembering. Uh, <laughs> uh, about, when was the blindfold match between Martell and? And Jake. Oh, that's a good. One. Oh no, I think that was the year before. Oh, that was um, that was the one in Indianapolis, I think. Oh, I think. Um. So, what about? <sighs> Wasn't there a match between Bam Bam Bigelow and One Man Gang with Slick? That could be. It sounds terrible, and that that's, was kind of the era. All right, we could do that. One man gang, bam, bam. Okay. Oh wait, one man gang was also Akeem, so they couldn't have both been. Oh, there. true. Yeah, true, true, <laughs> true, 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 true. Scratch that. Um, yeah, we already have the other one penciled in, so we'll go with that one. I don't know. I don't know. Who would have been in that era? Perfect, Mr. Perfect, and somebody. I don't... Maybe. Yeah. Why am I Roddy Piper? When was Piper and um, Bad News Brown? That's six. 
Yeah, that was six, I think. What I, I vaguely remember like a British Bulldog Mr. Perfect match. I just don't remember when. Or I could be wrong. That may have never happened. <laughs> I vaguely remember something that might not have happened. Yeah. I feel Bulldogs were out of the company by then. Oh, uh, maybe. Because they, they were there for two. Um, why can I, why can, am I just blanking? Um, people are probably yelling at us right now. I know. Well, what about Jake? So Jake was probably on the show. Jake Roberts. Yeah. So who would Jake Roberts have fought on that show? WrestleMania five in Atlantic city. Jake Roberts is on the show. I'm sure he is. Sure. And who would he have taken on? Because this we're talking like 1989. Yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> Tito? <laughs> no, it's not right. No, Jim, Jim Duggan. I um, yeah, I can't think of who it might be. What about like Jake Roberts and Jake Roberts and Greg Valentine? Maybe I don't even know. Yeah, do we do we already use Valentine? Oh no, no, yeah, that's WrestleMania yeah, one. Yeah, I'm I'm fine with him and Valentine. It seems like Jake and Valentine. All right, we got three more three more WrestleManias to get through here. Uh, the next one, I think it's going to get a little easier for us here. The next one is WrestleMania nine. WrestleMania nine. Uh, let's see. So that would have been the that's the Vegas one. Right? That's the uh, yes. This one is considered maybe the worst. Yes, but I, I unfortunately remember a lot of these matches. I'm sure you do too. They, uh, I've tried to forget them, but they stick with me. We've got Yoko was in two of them. So you got Yoko and Hulk and then Yoko and Brett. The uh, infamous Undertaker versus Giant Gonzalez. Oh, yep. That was on there. Oh, boy. That was a bad one. Um, uh, Shawn Michaels was on that show. Who the hell did he or Shawn Michaels fight on that show? Oh, like uh, the one- he opened the show. That was the opening match. I think it was Shawn Michaels and um, Tatanka. Oh, okay. Nice. He came out with the mirrors. And then. Oh. No, yeah, he came out with mirrors, I think. And so did Lex Luger, who I know also fought perfect on that show. Yes. And then there was also Hogan. There was Money Inc. versus Hogan and Beefcake. That's right. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So we actually got six. <laughs> I mean, Doink versus somebody. Crush, I think. You're right, yes. I think it was Crush. All right, WrestleMania 11. We need five matches from WrestleMania 11. Three, four, five. WrestleMania 11, that was the uh, that was the Hartford, Connecticut WrestleMania. This one I might have to defer to you. I can I can probably rip off a bunch of these. Uh, <laughs> that was the Lawrence Taylor Bam Bam Bigelow main event. Uh, Michaels and Diesel were in the world title match. Uh, that was Undertaker because now we're in the part where we're getting the streak stuff. So we, that was Undertaker and Bundy that oh, year. Wow. Uh, Bret Hart versus Backlund in a submission match, which. No, it was, that was the first I quit match, I think, which was the the second match, the return of the submission match where Owen Hart threw the towel in a Survivor Series in the previous Survivor Series. Dang. 
Uh, and then what was the Intercontinental title match in that show? I think it was, um, oh, it was uh, Double J. It was Jeff Jarrett and Razor Ramon. When was um, HBK Razor Ramon at ladder match? 10. Oh, okay. The year okay. before. Nice. All right. One more WrestleMania card, and it's WrestleMania 13. We can start with the main event, which was Taker and Sid. This was Chicago, I think. Yeah, Chicago, it was. Uh... This is a little fresh because I I just I'm oh. coming I'm coming up on the build to this match now in my raw watchback. Oh, the only one for sure. I mean, obviously, Austin Hart. Yep. And then I would probably struggle with some of these. So I can come up with some of these. They might be very odd ones, but again, I'm I'm up to like the February Raws of 97 right yeah. now watching back old Raws and I watched some today and they're building to this pay-per-view. So I know that you, we have the rock against the Sultan. <laughs> oh, Rikishi. Yes. <laughs> so I know that's the show. Uh, Owen and the bulldog in a tag team title match against mankind and Vader. Oh, wow. Was on that show. Very odd tag team. And the, the fifth one. Oh, Triple H. Triple H was on this show against Gold Dust. Oh, nice. They're also building up to. Um, this is where LOD and like Ahmed Johnson became a team. And they did a six. I think they're building up to a six man between them and the Nation of Domination. Oh, I didn't know that was a thing. I, yeah, I must have missed out on that one. All right. Let's see. We've got our five WrestleManias here. Uh, we, I, I think, to be fair, if we're not doing half points, we need to get all five in order to get credit for the question. Right? <laughs> so we got to get 25 answers right to get yeah, five. To get five for five. Uh, but we, So five corrects is a five, is an yes. answer. So WrestleMania one, Hogan, we, we got the main event. Hogan, Mr. T, Orndorff, and Piper. That's, that's on there. That's correct. Special Delivery Jones against, uh, I can't read my own writing here. King Kong Bundy? Yeah, there it is. There it is. Two for two. Andre and Stud, Body Slam Challenge. We got that. Junkyard Dog, Greg the Hammer Valentine. We got that. And the Executioner and Tito Santana. So we got one. Yes. We got got one. We got five of one's matches. Uh, Number two, which is WrestleMania 5. Hogan and Savage. We got it. Rude and Warrior. We got it. That's two for two. Beefcake and Million Dollar Man. We got that one. Nice. The Twin Towers against... I can't read my own writing here. Oh, The Rockers. Oh, The Rockers. Is that on this list? Oh, we got that one. Oh, that was at five? Wow. That was at five. And then uh, Jake the Snake against Greg the Hammer Valentine. (laughs) Oh, no. Jake, Jake the Snake against Andre the Giant in this match. Oh. On this card. With the, okay. Doesn't look like the hammer was even on the show. All right, so Shoot. that one's wrong. So that's, we're one, one for two overall. Uh, number three is at WrestleMania 9. Yoko and Hulk, we got. Yoko and Brett, we got. 
Taker and the Giant Gonzalez. Unfortunately, we got uh, Shawn Michaels and Tatanka. Lex versus Perfect. All right, that's now two out of three. We got we got five of those. WrestleMania eleven. Lt and Bam Bam. Yes. HBK and Diesel. Yes. Taker and Bundy. Yes. Brett and Backlund. Yes. Jared and Razor. Yes. Three out of four officially, Andrew. I think right now we've wow. only missed one. We're like, we're 19 out of 20 right now. Damn. Uh, and then WrestleMania 13, Taker and Sid, yes. Austin and Brett, yes. The Rock and the Sultan, yes. Owen and uh, the Bulldog against Mankind and Vader, yep. Triple H and Goldust. Four out of five and 24 out of 25 overall. Not bad. I think that's I feel- damn good. I feel that's probably the best we'll do because once it gets into the mid twenties, I'm going to be in pain. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, I, I'm good up until about 2001. After that, ooh, we're going to have some from 02 to like 06. We're going to have some issues. Yep. 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 So agreed. Uh, okay. Five dollar challenge from Jose in Golden Valley says I was going to make this another music theme one, but you guys need to avenge not not going over five last week. <laughs> um, okay, so wrestling and mainstream media crossover. Number one, what AEW star worked as a production assistant on the nine, on the two thousand nineteen film Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Somebody worked worked as a PA on a Tarantino movie. Yeah, what the heck? So somebody young, I would assume. Uh, somebody young. I mean, look, I only got one guess, and I have no idea if this is right, but it's just he, he has Hollywood connections and lives in Los Angeles and is Jungle Boy. That was going to be my line of reasoning too. Yeah, I was going to pick him. I have no idea if that's correct. That's a total guess, but it makes sense. The only other guest would be, for me, Ryan Nemeth, because they do the Hollywood hunk thing, so maybe he had some sort of weird... Oh, maybe. But, but let's go I, I let's go with Jungle Boy, because PAs, I think, are pretty young. Yeah, 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 I agree. Uh, number two, what multiple-time world champion had a small role as a masked gang member in the 2020 film Birds of Prey? <laughs> that's the... Um, that's the... Birds of Prey. I never saw that, but that's the one with Margot Robbie's in that. That's the. Oh, yes. I am drawing a blank on the character name. What's what's Uh, the character name? Harley Harley Quinn. Quinn. Yes, thank you. That's the Harley Quinn movie. Multiple time world champion had a small role as a masked gang. I mean, uh, Batista? Uh, (laughs) Cena? Cena's done some DC work, right? Yeah, except for seen as the peacemaker, Batista's yeah. in, but peace, in I don't know, peacemaker world. wasn't a thing yet in two thousand. Like that wasn't out yet. Oh, oh Batista's in Marvel movies, so yeah, yeah, it's probably not him either. Um, I th- it could be someone dumb like Austin Aries or something. Well, that would be pretty dumb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't even know. Well, we can just do Austin Aries. <laughs> yeah, fine. Let's go Austin Aries. All right. Put a mask over him. Austin oh, Aries. Although he doesn't like masks. so No, that's true. Searching for more great pro wrestling talk? Then join me, Jason Powell, host of the three-weekly Pro Wrestling Boom podcast. 
Each week, you'll hear the latest news and analysis from me and my team at ProWrestling.net along with other Pro Wrestling Media members. Plus, the Pro Wrestling Boom podcast features long-form interviews with notable names in the pro wrestling industry. Subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, and all your favorite secondary apps, or visit us directly at pwboom.com. Once again, that's pwboom.com. Uh, number three, Brody Lee played a carnival wrestler on what USA Network drama? Again, we've had ones like this before, and I don't know any. I don't know any USA Network. I, I always guess like the same three. Yeah, burn burn notice. This could be a burn notice one. This could be a burn notice. Is it a psych? No, psych was more of a comedy, right? Psych was more of a comedy, but right. burn could, notice yeah. could be burn notice or silk stockings. <laughs> <laughs> Could be Silk Stockings, a younger Brody Lee appearing. Yeah, Lonesome Dove. Um, oh, Lonesome Dove. Um, <laughs> Duck Man. Duck Man. <laughs> Duck Man. USA Up All Night. Um, this, this feels like a burn notice. This has got to be a burn notice. Feels like a burn notice. Let's go burn notice. In the interest of time, we're going to go burn notice. Uh, number four, what former WWE diva was one of the stars of the E-Reality series? I'm sure this is an acronym, but I don't know what it stands for. Uh, WAGS LA. So something Los Angeles, W-A-G-S. Wives and girlfriends. Uh, okay. Wives and girlfriends Los Angeles. Former WWE diva was on the show. Unless the, although W-A-G, wives and girlfriends. I don't know what the S stands for, unless that's just part of girlfriends. Anyways. Maybe. Um, I'm... Oh, I think it might be Kelly Kelly. Okay. But I don't know why. I'm going with it. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. let's do it. I'm going with it. Uh, And number five, what former WWE tag team champion had a guest appearance in the CBS drama Criminal Minds? Which tag champ was it? Former tag team champion had a guest appearance on the CBS drama Criminal Minds. I actually think I know this. Really? Um, my my dad loved this show. Oh, and I Sorry. think I was at my house one at his house one night for like dinner. Yeah, and it was on, and I think it was David Otunga. Oh, or that could have been like CSI though too. So I don't know. I like that a lot. He was in some of those shows. I I could be off. I could have been like another CBS show, like as Criminal Minds or like something like or not Criminal Minds. So this was asking, but like a CSI or something like that. But yeah, I vaguely remember David Otunga being in some sort of show like that. So okay, okay. Now yeah. uh, let's see how we did. Number one, AEW star worked as a PA on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It is Jungle Boy. We have that oh, correct. Nice. <laughs> I think that was that was pretty good deductive reasoning on our part. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Austin Aries was not a gang <laughs> member in the 2020 film Birds of Prey. You know who was? John Morrison. Oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, Burn Notice? Nope. That wasn't the, the show that Brody Lee played Damn a carnival it. wrestler on. Uh, I don't even remember this show. I never would have guessed it. Didn't know it was a thing. Damnation? Don't. No idea what that was. No idea. Uh, you are correct, though. Kelly Kelly was featured on Wives and Girlfriends Los Angeles. Yes. And David Otunga was wow make, made a, making a guest appearance on Criminal Minds. So we technically went two for three there. No, sorry, three for five. 
That's pretty good for us for uh, for these for Jose's questions. And considering, yeah, well, Kelly, Kelly, we were pretty confident on, or at least you were. I felt I felt pretty good. Yeah, the other two were kind of total guesses. So I will take that. I will take it too. All right, Chad in Nebraska. Five dollar challenge this week's theme is going off the main event of this week's Impact Show, the Monsters Ball. Number one, probably. The most memorable moment of the Monsters Ball match is Jeff Hardy jumping off the stage. What wrestler did he land on top of? Mm. I can picture this. I mean, again, it's going to be a guess if I had to pick Andrew, but uh, just because he was in so many of these matches, I I would just guess Abyss because he was in like all of them, (laughs) right? And he took a lot of big bumps. I think that's, yeah, we can do Abyss. I, I think the odds are on our side picking Abyss because he was in so many of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which means we could probably just pick Abyss for the answer to most of these questions. <laughs> uh, number two, there have been three special guest referees for a Monsters Ball match at a Bound for Glory pay-per-view. Can you name the three guest referees? I think Jake Roberts was one. I, he definitely was, yep. Um... I think Gosh. Dr. Stevie was one, too. I was good. Yeah, for some reason, he was popping into my mind, too. I can't remember the third. No. Um, I don't know who's like a spooky type of hardcore guy. Like a James Mitchell, maybe? I don't even know. <sighs> yeah, he popped. Um, Kevin Sullivan ever do anything? Yeah, let's do Kevin Sullivan. That could be a, a weird one off. Number three. Uh, let's see. Number three. Who won the Daphne Memorial Monsters Ball match? There was a Daphne Memorial one? Yeah. That's that's really sad because she was hurt in the Monsters Ball match, I believe. Uh, yeah. That's where she got like a bad concussion. Um, and I, I should no know idea. this but because it wasn't that long ago. Um I have no clue. Havoc? Havoc, yeah. That that sounds right. I mean, it sounds like it would work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, number four. Abyss obviously has been in the most matches, meaning the most Monsters Ball matches. Who has been in the second most number of Monsters Ball matches? Oh, that's a good question. Um... This is hard. This is. I was going to say like Judas Macias, but I don't think he was around long enough. I don't think he was around. Yeah, that's a good guess. But I agree with you. I don't think he was around long enough. Um, I mean, Raven must have been in some, but I don't know. If he wasn't. Yeah. <sighs> Maybe Raven. Um, yeah, I like Raven. I like Raven as a guess. Okay. I'm cool with that. Number five, who has a record of three for three with wins in all three Monsters Ball matches he was in? Hmm. First person that popped to mind would Sammy Callahan. I don't know. Yeah. 
that makes sense. Unless I guess I didn't, I haven't watched impact yet. So I don't know if like crazy Steve won <laughs> or cause then maybe he's had like three. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Those would be kind of, um, Yeah, maybe Callahan? I, I think Sammy Callahan's probably the best guess. Okay. 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 All right. So let's see. Uh, let's see. Who did Jeff Hardy land on top of on that big jump? Abyss is was, was our guess. That is correct. Yes. The three referees. Jake Roberts, yes. Dr. Stevie, yes. Kevin Sullivan, no. Ah. Mongo, Steve Mongo McMichael. I don't remember that at all. Uh, no memory of that. None. Who won the Daphne Memorial Monsters Ball match? We had Havoc. I think that's a good guess. It was uh, Savannah Evans. Oh, wow. No, I would not have been in my top 10 guesses. Same. Uh, we had Raven as the person who has wrestled the second most number of Monsters Ball matches. It's actually Jeff Hardy. Uh, Abyss was in 49, including house shows, and Jeff Hardy was in 11, including house shows. Oh. Okay. And then who's three for three in Monsters Ball Matches wins? We had Sammy Callahan as our guest. Uh, it is Bram. Oh, that's a fun one. That is a fun one. <laughs> uh, but unfortunately, we only won one for four. <laughs> Good old 20%. All right. Well, we got one more to go. And it's from right. Jay in South Carolina, which means it's audio based. The theme of the these themes have a theme of their own. That's Jay's thing. He sends us themes that he does on his own. He customizes them, and then uh, the themes have a theme. So let me get to a clear page yeah. on my notebook. And all right, are we ready for theme numero one? Let's crank it up. have to guess this one in your best Paul Heyman voice. He is behind the one in 21 in one. This is a classic. I mean, he's been using this for 20 years. It's a damn good thing. Yeah. I like it. I like it. All right. So I think we're in agreement with that one's Brock Lesnar. Do you have a guess on the theme? Not yet. Do you? <laughs> I was just going to. People that have played for the Vikings. Okay. That's a good one. I'm going to go with. Uh, Wrestlers who have also been the UFC heavyweight champion. <laughs> That's my guess so far. Oh, that got me. Yeah, I like it. I like it. <laughs> Number two. Yes. I mean, it could be wrestlers who also went to the UFC. <laughs> True. Oh, 
<laughs> and that means I'm better than you. I like it. I like it. All right. That's hard. That's a hard guitar. Yeah. All right. So, CM Punk, Brock Lesnar. Do do you have any other? So, I mean, I get it. it, I'm being obviously. There's not many wrestlers that have gone on to the UFC, but this could be a wrestlers who have also been in the UFC theme. I'm gonna go people that. Chris Jericho doesn't like. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Let's see if we can continue with number three. That is that Jack Swagger's WWE theme? Oh, maybe that could be. I think it is. Oh, I don't remember the lyrics, but I think it was lyrics to it too. It was very Rage of the Machine. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, I think it is. I think that's Jack Swagger. So you might be onto something. Well, here with your yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, Swagger was never in the UFC, but he he did fight MMA. Uh, so yeah. I don't know who else could be in that category though. It's just what Lashley. Uh, Is there anybody Lashley, else? Lashley, Bobby Fish. I guess had one. Uh, oh yeah. Matt, oh Matt Riddle. Oh Matt Riddle. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, let's see. Number four. this because of the MMA theme. I don't think I would have picked up on this otherwise. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Is this Ken Shamrock? I think it is. So it's not even the guitar that's getting me. It's like what sounds like the piano in the background. That's like dun, dun, dun. dun. That's... Yeah, I think it's Ken Shamrock. you're right we might have an actual mma theme going on here one way that you can help us sustain our schedule of putting out podcasts throughout the week is by giving us a five-star rating on apple podcasts just go to apple Podcasts and look for our wade keller processing podcast and wade keller processing post show and give us a five-star rating we hope you think we've earned that score with our fast turnaround times and our quantity and quality of wrestling analysis throughout the week so Take a moment out for us and do us a favor and give us a five-star rating at Apple Podcasts. That helps us on search returns and helps us grow. And if you want, you can add a few comments about what you like about the programs in the comments section. Thank you so much.
All right, uh, number five. I guess I can't even picture Riddle's scene, but no, that seems too heavy for him. Yeah, I don't think it is. Um, and I, and unless that was like an early Lashley theme. Um, I mean, that, my guess was going to be Lashley, but I don't. I just don't know what. Like maybe like yeah, two thousand six WWE Lashley. I don't know. Like Tom Lawler, maybe. Oh, maybe. But he's always been very like main. Like thing with Lawler is he's never he's never wrestled for like TNA or AEW or True. WWE. Yeah, I cannot. I don't know. Like Saturn had sirens in the song, but that wasn't Saturn. Um... Yeah, I'm at a loss. I think we go with Lashley. All right, let's do Lashley. Was it La- what was Lashley's TNA theme? I don't even remember. I think they did use like a brief Metallica type cover ripoff. Okay. So at least at first, and then he disappeared. I don't remember what he got when he came back, but it could be that. Yeah, maybe. All right, so we're gonna go with Brock Punk Swagger Shamrock Lashley, which I think the MMA thing is. I think we're right on with that. Um, let me go to email. Where the hell did my email go? Did I get off the page? I must have. All right, hold on. <coughs> I closed that window out, unfortunately. Oh, no. All right. This is a good time to check Rob Terry's Instagram. Yeah, what's he up to? <laughs> You gotta know. All right, number one. Brock Lesnar. We had that correct. Yes. Number two, CM Punk. We had that correct. Number three, Jack Swagger. We had that correct. It was the name of the song was On Your Knees by Age Against the Machine. Apparently a Rage Against the Machine cover band, which makes sense as it sounds like a Rage Against the Machine cover. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, number four. 
I'm clicking on the audio file. I got to go to the answer. Uh, number four, Ken Shamrock. Yes. And number five, number five, the mystery one, Bobby Lashley. The name of the song was Domination by Dale Oliver. I'm going to have to look oh, that in a minute. So it was TNA. It was TNA. Oh, was that TNA? Oh, Dale Oliver yeah, was Dale TNA. Oliver. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then the theme of the themes. We got to go with the all fought in MMA, I think, right? I think so. I think all so. Right. The theme. All had a career in MMA with varying results. <laughs> yeah. I would say I would say that's correct. Uh, Brock quite not on the same yeah. level of success. Yeah. I would agree with that. All right. Uh, good. well, Andrew, uh, that's all she wrote. Do you have anything else we need to talk about before we uh ride off into the sunset? Oh, we got one more thing to talk about. Oh, let's do it. Let me just pull up my Oh, there we go. <laughs> we got one more. All right. I'm ready. Your your five dollar challenge. Um oh this is apropos. My my theme tonight is also wrestling themes. I like it. Okay. Not the music sense itself. Um you'll see. It's very random. <laughs> Number yeah. one. What is the name of Heidenreich's theme song? <laughs> it's a very very well loved song. It was a it was a chart topper. Oh, the name of Heidenreich's theme song, huh? Yep. All right. So Start. this. <laughs> Starting off hot. I like it, though. This is going to be this. He was probably in an era where they were naming the theme songs something like, you know what I mean? Like they were naming them after the talent still like Razor Ramones was something like the Razor's Edge or something like that. You know, but he was a little bit later. But I still think this is probably along the lines of something to do being named after him. So I'm going to say like um it's got to be something weird. It's going to have to be like uh See, I keep going back to um it wasn't me, but that wasn't Heidenreich. That was uh what the, Oh, Snitsky. Snitsky. Yeah. Or it's not my fault, yeah. It's not my fault. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it wasn't my So with Heinrich, I'm going to just say, because uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm going to say, was he German? Was that the deal? I think that was a, the original pitch for him. I don't know if they came out and said it. I mean, just with the name, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> the... Uh, the German, the German suplex machine. I don't even know. <laughs> the German suplex machine. Ted's very catchy. Very... I like it, yeah. Question number two. What adult film star was named in Kurt Angle's TNA theme song? Kurt Angle's TNA theme song? <laughs> what adult film star was named in the song? Okay, so yeah. I'm going to go with I mean, this his TNA theme song was would have been made around like 2008 or 2006 when he went there. 
So who would have been like a famous adult film star? Like I don't know, Jenna Jameson. <laughs> I have to go, Jenna Jameson. Jenna Jameson. All right, this is, this is a long one, so bear with me. Okay, I'm ready for it. In Billy Gunn's Ass Man theme song. Yes, I know it well. We're told he loves to love them. Yeah. He loves to kick them. Yes. He loves to shove them. Yeah. He loves to stick them. Yeah. He loves to flaunt them. Flaunt them. Yep. And what else? What's the last thing he loves to do? Oh my God. Um, <laughs> hold on. I might be able to get this. Hold on. Hold on. Let me think about this here for a minute. Yep. Take your time with this. I got to think through the song in my head. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm an ass man. Bum, bum. I'm an ass. I love to love him. I love to kick him. I love to shove him. I love to stick him. I love to flaunt him. I love to something. I know the end is. Uh, I, I love to. What, what, what were the ones you gave me? What were the ones? You, he loves to kick him. Yep, he, he loves, loves to, to shove him. him. Stick him. Stick him. Loves to flaunt him. To flaunt him. And he loves to something. Pick them. What's that? Pick pick them. Pick pick them. Which I thought was always weird because it was like it sounded like he was picking his ass. But it was pick him and then kick him. Because he was like, I'm gonna, I love to pick him and I'm going to kick him. And then it goes, I'm an ass, uh, man. Yeah. And I, I was, I think he means pick him, like picking them out. Like, that's, a, that is a nice ass. That is yeah. a nice ass. But it always came to me as like he's picking his ass. That's weird. Okay. <laughs> yes. Pick him. What is the, the question number four? What is the actual name of the NWO theme song? I didn't know it had a name. Um, it was, yeah. So it was a stock song and it had. So, so obviously, okay. Well, the Hogan name was the, um, oh, wait a minute. I do know this. I did know that it had a name because it's a weird one. Um, I think it's like roundhouse or something. I think round like like I don't know if it means like a roundhouse kick, but like I think it's roundhouse. Roundhouse. NWO. That takes us to our last question. No, wait a minute. Hold on. Oh, oh, oh. I think it's round. I think it's. I think it's something stupid like Roundhouse Rock. I mean, that's my official name. Is roundhouse Rock. Roundhouse Rock. Oh, hold on. Let me type that, that in. Roundhouse Rock. And the last question: Which wrestling theme song has these lyrics? I wake up every morning. Can't wait to embrace the day. Take my coffee by the pool. I pass my picket fence and gaze across my new mowed lawn. I never <laughs> thought my life would be this good. <laughs> Very catchy. Um, do I have to name the theme song name or the name of the character? You can name the character. Okay. The only thing that comes to mind when it comes to those types of lyrics is um, Beaver Cleavage. <laughs> Beaver Cleavage for the final answer. Are you are you locked in? <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, you got two right. Okay. And very close on another. So this was a good. This is a pretty good night for you. All right. All right. I like it. 
Um, what is the name of Heidenreich's theme song? You guessed the German <laughs> suplex machine. I'm guessing that's one of the wrong ones. Uh, this is it's random, but it's it's called Dangerous Politics. Oh, OK. Oh, <laughs> so this, this, that, I kind of started with the jerk question right away because there's like no way to know that unless you were a huge Heidenreich fan. Unless you were a huge. Uh, yeah. And who was? But no offense to Heidenreich. Yeah, no offense. Uh, question number two. What adult film star was named in Kurt Angle's TNA theme song? You guessed Jenna Jameson. It was Jenna Jameson. No way, really? <laughs> yeah. I almost guessed Ron Jeremy. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> Jenna Jameson. Um, so as you can tell, that was a total guess, but I'm taking credit for it. So good. I would absolutely. Uh, number three in Billy Gunn's Ass Man theme song. He loves to love him, loves to kick him, loves to shove him, loves to stick him, loves to flaunt him. And what else you guessed? He loves to pick him. Mike, you were 100% right. Billy Gunn likes to pick him, pick him See? asses. And I only know because he loves to pick him and then he's going to kick him. And until you said picking them out, I thought it was picking them as well. I thought he was like a weird fetish that he was thinking about. You want to know why? So the reason why I could sing that whole verse is this is very weird, but there's a, a, a sports talk show in the yeah. morning in Boston that I listen to. Anyone in Boston is going to know what I'm talking about. It's called the Toucher and Rich Show. In fact, uh, someone who works on that show, I believe, listens to our podcast, oddly enough. Um, oh. And uh, that's how they, that's how they end their show every day. <laughs> the play out, like the end of the show is, I'm an ass man. Bum, bum. So, and it's usually just the first verse. So that's, I've heard it so many times. I can, I, I was pretty sure I was going to get that. Wow. <laughs> yes, that was right on. Um, Sorry, what is I didn't the mean act- to cough into the microphone there. Oh, you're fine. What is the actual name of the NWO theme song? Um, you guessed Roundhouse Rock. You so were- that means I only got that means I got this one wrong, which I'm surprised by because I thought I had this one. I was pretty confident you, in this one. You were very close. It's called Rock House. Oh, that's so very you close. Had yeah. Rock and you had House. You just didn't have them together. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. And then the last question of the day, what, which wrestling theme song has these lyrics? I wake up every morning. Can't wait to embrace the day. I take my coffee by the pool. I pass my picket fence and gaze across my new mowed lawn. I never thought my life could be this good. You guessed Beaver Cleavage. He's of that ilk. Um, yeah. I, I was being sneaky. I did this two weeks in a row. It was Kerwin White. No way. Yeah. Oh, that does make sense, though. Yeah. That does make sense. The the mowed lawn part. <laughs> uh, Spina, yep. No, I like so got, it. I like it. I like curveballs like that every once in a while. It's good. Just keep me on my toes. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, now I don't think there's anything else to discuss. But is there? No, I got nothing. All right then. Uh, where can people <laughs> find you? Uh, you can check me out on the Unexpected Storytelling Podcast. We got fifty plus episodes of horror comedy. Brand new stories are usually uh, 20, 20, 30 minutes long at the high end. So easy, easy enough to listen to if you're bored. <laughs> the Unexpected Storytelling <laughs> Podcast. You can uh, follow me on Twitter at Torch McMahon. Email the show, all elite after show at gmail.com. Uh, that's it for this week's show. So enjoy Revolution. I think we want people to do that, right? Yes, absolutely. Enjoy Revolution. Enjoy Dynamite. Enjoy Rampage. There's a lot of wrestling coming up this week, so enjoy it all. And and then come back next Tuesday uh, or Wednesday morning, whenever you're listening to this, and Andrew and I can uh, talk about it, and we can take your emails. So all the lead after show at gmail.com for those. Enjoy the weekend of wrestling, and we'll talk to you then. So long.
PW Torch is now on YouTube. Check out our relaunched, revamped, and reinvigorated YouTube channel after many years sitting dormant, collecting dust. And now it's back, shinier, brighter. It smells better. It's our PW Torch YouTube channel. And you can check out daily news updates, the weekly fireside chat with Tyler Sage and Zach Hadorn, and my Keller commentaries. The first Keller commentary was my rebooking of WrestleMania 38's lineup. I used all the same wrestlers, but none of the same matches. And I tried to make a better two-night event. Decide for yourself. Go check it out. YouTube.com slash PWTorch. And be sure to hit subscribe and like our videos. One benefit of VIP membership is access to our back issue library, contemporaneous, in-depth, insider reporting on pro wrestling in real time over the past 30 plus years. And throughout the year 2022, we're going to begin our march through the year 2002 with back issues posted each week in PDF and all text formats. You can read it in a PDF format with our original magazine slash newsletter style layout on your screen and flip through the pages, or you can read a straightforward all-text format on your phone or tablet or laptop. The back issues early in 2002 covered the arrival of Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and Hulk Hogan to WWE and all the controversy that came with them. Plus my cover story that broke the news on the planned launch by Jerry and Jeff Jarrett of a promotion called TNA. Also, the early 2002 features are 2001 year in review features, including ranking pro wrestling's most influential power brokers and our Torch year-end awards, the year in quotes, and the top 50 stories ranked in order from the year 2001. So go VIP and dive into our back issues. We have most of our back issues available as soon as you sign up with new back issues week by week from the year 2002, one at a time throughout the year 2022. pwtorch.com slash go VIP. pwtorch.com slash go VIP. That's pwtorch.com slash go VIP for full information and our sign-up form. It's more than podcasts. It's an unmatched library of wrestling history spanning more than three decades as soon as you sign up with more issues added throughout the year.